0: you're listening to the dirt on dating with your host noah scott whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world welcome to this episode of the dirt on dating show i'm noah scott and today's guest is a special. Professional love and relationship coach. So she doesn't just send her clients out into the harsh world of dating, giving them rules and teaching them how to present, but she helps clients remove the limiting beliefs that have blocked them from opening themselves up to the love that they desire. So our, our guest today, Carly has been coaching for over 12 years. She works with clients one on one. She works with couples as well as singles to create conscious partnerships. She runs mastermind groups, retreats and workshops and I'm excited to have her on the show, so please welcome Carly.
1: Thanks, Noah. I'm happy to be here.
0: Absolutely. So, share a little background on yourself, just for those of you for the listeners out there listening. Who are you? How did you get into helping people with their relationships, and and just a background on yourself?
1: Well, that's a loaded question, but I went through relationship after relationship, and I'm a huge person. I believe in romance and love and partnership, but I found myself following the same patterns. I, I myself went for the safe guy. I know most women go for the bad guy, but I went for the safe guy, but it wasn't my truth. I was trying to find safety rather than love. And so I went through relationship. Relationship was very unhappy until I really fell in love with someone who broke my heart and just ripped it right out. And we all have that story or a few stories. And I really had to look at myself and wake up to my truth. And so I don't want, I don't want people going through this process that I did for 25 plus years. This is my purpose is to really awaken. I work with mostly women, but men and couples at times, it's like waking them up to their truth, to their worth, to really what they want so they can find the love that they desire. Because I believe we all desire that deep connection and partnership. So that's why I do what I do because I've gone through it and yeah, now I'm in well- a thriving loving relationship. So I've lived it. I've lived it.
0: You just read my mind. I was about to ask you, so are you in a relationship now? But walk us through how you actually found this relationship. What was it? What did, would you start applying the, the lessons that you learned? And you're like, oh, now it's starting to work. Like, how did you attract this partner and, and make it work?
1: It was a long journey, as I said. And I've been doing this work because I've been teaching yoga for about 18 years. And it's all about introspection, going inward, getting to your true self. So I was going along doing this. And then I met the guy that broke my heart, which I, I thank him. It's a gift. I didn't love it at the time. It was awful and painful, but I really had to again face those parts of myself. Why was I attracted to this person? What was I putting out into the world? Why would I put up with this behavior? And that's where I really did the inner work of healing that part of me that needed. Because I believe all relationships reflect aspects of ourselves. Mm. Everything. So that was my big healing, and so I spent a lot of time alone. I know that's really scary for many of us, but I spent a time alone and really was introspective. And, and like I said, healing, I do a lot of inner child work. So I healed that little girl that believed that love didn't show up. And I did, and I got really clear about my core values, really clear about what I wanted in partnership. And I found him and yes, I, I found him online. And so I, I was totally against that. Like, it's so normal now. And yet I was apprehensive. I met guys so easily. That was never an issue, but it wasn't the right guy. So I was very specific in how I put myself out there. I knew what I wanted. And I believed it with all my heart and knew that I was worthy of it as well. And I found the most amazing man. So we have been together for about three and a half years. And yeah, it's easy. Relationships don't have to be so hard. And I was just fighting and hitting up against the wall for years. And now I'm, yeah, I'm really happy and love.
0: So beautiful.
1: And that's, oh, wish for everyone.
0: You know. <laughs> right? It's yeah. Everyone can find that. There's no reason why not. Right? So let's take a look into that. I think one of the biggest things that I latched onto as you're telling that story is this time that you spent alone, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. Like people are. There's various reasons why people seek out the relationship. A lot of it. If you don't have this sort of secure base with yourself, a lot of times you're looking for somebody else to fill that. Um, And so it can be challenging when you're now faced with this time alone, like how do you deal with it? How to come to terms with it? And then at the same point in time, once you become comfortable with being by yourself, now how are you able to enter a relationship and not have all the wheels fall off? of like the cart that you've built you're able to stand on your own by yourself. But then when you introduce a second person into the relationship, sometimes your habits, the, the self-maintenance start to fall apart. So if you can take a, a moment to just speak about that, like what are some of the strategies that you suggest people to take when they're going into self-care and then when they're exiting out of self-care into relationship, like how do you know you're ready?
1: Those were a lot of good points and wonderful questions. Um, and I want to try to hit on all of them because they're quite d- different. When you, I think many of us will have that big heartbreak. I think it, that's what, how life shows us. And we really need that big heartbreak to wake up, to look at our patterns and why we continue to play, they, they continue to play out and leave us to the same miserable ending. And usually it is that big heartbreak that then, yeah, sure, we can jump into the next relationship, but we're just going to take all of our BS and garbage and hurt and all of that into it. Or we can say, you know what? I am tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of the same painful ending. So uh, let me take the pause. Let me take the pause and just be with myself. And yet to your point now is that, yes, many of us are looking outside of ourselves to feel validated, to feel wanted, to feel all of that. And if we continue on that path, we are going to continue to find people that will reject us because that's what mm. happens when we have beliefs. Life will continue to present it. So I'm asking, coming back to this idea of our patterns, if you end up hurt over and over again, empty, sad, and you're still longing and wanting this relationship, then again, give yourself that loving pause to explore why. Why do you end up in the same situation? And do it from a place of, it's non-judgment, it's loving if your goal is to really be in a conscious partnership you need to awaken yourself and be conscious within self and so i always tell my clients do it for a period of time because our brain needs a period of time you don't say oh i'm going to be single for this many say let's take it so i have clients that go have gone through breakups during this time and whatever it's a, let's give ourselves 3 months the brain can handle 3 months right it, i'm never going to be in a relationship again that just doesn't work so Give yourself a grace period of three months where you explore and and look at your patterns and why. And this is a much deeper conversation. We have to look at the beliefs that come along with that. I don't know how deep you want to go into that, but our ideas of love, our self worth, all of that was developed when we were very young children, and that's really I always say we are adults. Right? We are little children playing out in adult lives. So really explore your how you your parents or caregivers model love, what does it look like? Get very clear about that. Write it down, explore it, and say, maybe we didn't express emotion. Maybe they weren't affectionate. Maybe they weren't loving. Maybe they weren't romantic, those types of things. What did you develop about yourself, your self-worth? What where how did you access it love as a child? That's often how you access life as an adult. So when we begin to understand these parts of ourselves and again awaken to our truth, we begin to understand, we begin to love ourselves, and having that compassion for ourselves, understand ourselves, so then we can go out in the world and find a mate that's more aligned to our truth. Most of us, I always say it's like we're, we're throwing something at the wall and hoping it sticks, and that just doesn't work. And we're also looking for someone to fill, fill the void or to be our other half. We have to be whole and understand our wholeness first. So again, that was a loaded question. So I would say give the brain three months, give yourself some time. Because I want to add this to, you know, is that think about this. Do you want to continue on the same pattern for three years, five years, saying the same damn story? That's what I always say. Or do you want to take the time now to really understand yourself at a deeper level so then you can go out more intentionally, more embodied in your worth, more clear about what you want in a partner? You're going to waste a lot less time and party. So that's what mm-hmm. I suggest is take. To-
0: yeah. So that's really beautiful. So take the time, unplug and just give yourself a clean slate for three months. And then now let's talk about, now let's talk about jumping into the next thing. So what's the first thing you do? Do you, do you load up the dating apps? Like, uh, and how do you get back in the dating world now that you've had that chance to refresh and recharge and, and get down to your, who you are and what you want? Like, How do you go out there and manifest your next match?
1: Hopefully you have more clarity within self and you're more embodied in your worth because that's what you're going to attract. If we're out there thinking we're not worthy of love or we're settling, we're going to attract that. Yeah. so there's that. And hopefully there's a new fresh excitement because you, as you said, clean the slate. And yes, you get on the dating apps. You don't, you don't wait. That's the way we meet people today. You get on the dates, dating apps with a real belief that you're going to find your guy. And then there's a certain way that or a girl. And there's a certain way that you do go about it. And I, I do have, as I said, I don't give rules, but there are definite rules to follow because in today's dating, it's too lax as far as communication and passivity and ghosting and all of that. So I really take my clients through this self-awareness process and then getting out there and do it in a more conscious, intentional way. Your core values... What you want in a partner, your, your, the, the things you will not settle in, your have-tos, all of those things. So it's really important to get clear about that and then that you're going to be, you're going to attract what you want. You're going to be more focused on what you want. And you're not mm. going to give guys that, that don't fit that, or girls, sorry, uh, that you're not going to give into the idea, the potential of someone because you're so clear of what you want. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You paint a picture of what you're looking for. And you filter based on that clear picture. Okay. So I want to hear some stories from Carly's early experiences as she's going out and it could be with your current partner. Let's talk about some of the experiences you've had as you're figuring this stuff out, as you're dating, maybe some of the early communication challenges that you faced or like maybe it even could be a story of a time that you just, as you dealt with an issue together, you realize that this is a guy who checks all of your boxes
1: Oh, I have so many stories. Yes, I, I'll speak to Current and he won't mind. So what, what happens though, and even if we have really been clear about what we want, right? We're at core values. What we're doing though, is we are bringing what we know from our past, right? Experiences. So my partner before was, it was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It was like, who am I getting today? And also he seems so trusting, but I, I couldn't trust him because you didn't know what you're getting. If you don't know what you're getting, you can't trust him. So I I knew this, I knew this. So I had trust issues going into this relationship with my current guy. And yet I told him, I told him from the beginning. And so he knew, and yet he hadn't experienced someone that was so communicative and so open and so expressive and clear in what they want. And so one night we went out and this woman was totally staring at my guy, staring. And it was so obvious to me and I could see his discomfort, but he stared back at her. And I think he was more caught in now the hindsight that he was caught in her staring at him, but I reacted because my other guy would be looking at other women. So I reacted and I took it out on him. And it was just such an ugly part of me that still needed to heal in the beginning of this relationship And yet I had told him, I had told him about my ex. I knew what I was coming in because we all bring in these past things from our relationships. And yet he was mortified because I became someone that, you know, and so though we were able to talk about it, I took it out on him and then we were able to talk about it. And I said, remember when I told you this? And he said, now it makes sense. But that, so that's partnership we have moved through that. But in the beginning, it was like, who is this woman? Who did she just become? And it was my old shit that I was just dragging into the relationship. But mm. that I communicated. He said, so next time that happens, what do you need from me? And I said, just a big hug. That's what I need. And we have no issues now. It was something I just needed to work on out from the past relationship.
0: Yeah. So- let's. If you could tell me more about just like the the overall thing of jealousy and how it's resolved, because people all deal with this differently. And I think every situation can be a little bit different. And and it could be the feeling of just not maybe being enough. It could be the feeling of feeling like you're going to be abandoned. There's a lot of reasons why people feel that feeling of jealousy. And maybe if you could just speak for a moment on how you personally deal with it and or a common theme that you see some of your clients having um, and what you suggest for the people to...
1: Yes, you're right. Now, we, uh, I have abandonment issues from my own childhood that I'm very aware of. And so when we know this again about ourselves, we know how we're going to respond to someone leaving someone or making us feel jealous. And a lot of us have these issues. The best thing, and I can say this for anything, as I did with my partner, is in the beginning, communicate your truth. You have to understand your patterns and that you have to understand that why you get jealous if you have abandonment issues or simply say, I get jealous. I get jealous and I don't like this about me. It's human. It's ugly. I don't like it, but I do. So knowing that you say that to your partner and say, do you get jealous? Because maybe he doesn't, maybe he's just indifferent, but that's also not the best quality either. So you just speak your truth to each other. Say, you know what? I, in my past relationships, I have become jealous and I know this is my own issue that I might be projecting onto you, but if you could just help me and I, so I help a lot of my clients that struggle with. Insecurities, attachment issues, abandonment, jealousy. Asking their partner because it goes great for the relationship overall. Just like I said to my partner that I had this issue, it alleviates so much stress and drama, and sleepless nights and sexless nights. And it alleviates all of this when we can simply say, you know what, my pattern in my past has been this. My pattern has been this. In both of you, and then your partner knows. Okay, she's been jealous in the past, so. I am going to text her at night and I'm going to say, I love you. Good night. I'm going to call her and just show my face so she knows I'm, that, that I'm here and I'm okay and she, that I love her. Or I am going to communicate what, whatever she needs throughout the day. And this is what builds the foundational trust. And so it, this partner may say, gosh, this jealousy isn't about me. I'm not making her jealous, but it is. If you want the relationship to flourish, You come together because you'll have needs that she'll need to meet. It goes both ways where you, again, build this foundation of trust. And then the jealousy can dissipate, right? You don't, you save a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of nonsense and drama. And this is what creates such deep trust and connection and intimacy beyond. So that is Mm. how it works with jealousy, with anything is, it's just holding each other with such love and non-judgment.
0: Oh, I love that. I want to explore some like advanced tactics for intimacy. And because I think that's something that I think that's like the level two, right? Like with level one is like, how do you get the foundations? So I want to explore like level two. But before Mm -hmm. that, I just have a, a, just a question for you. So you focus and specialize in primarily like like monogamous relationships or not really exploring any sort of polyamorous things. Do you have clients that have like alternative relationship styles as well?
1: Yes. And the interesting thing, and my own child is, mind you, so I definitely know it very well. And yes, the thing is what I say with that is the same thing. It's really about building a foundation of trust and communication. And that goes for every relationship, even if there are two, five people involved, same sex, whatever it is. It's looking at each other as human beings and simply saying, I see you. I love you. I I don't judge you. I hear you. Because at the end of the day, that's what we all want. Whether we have three partners, whatever, we all want to be seen and heard in the truth of who we are. And that creates the trust and the intimacy. And I'll keep going back to that. So I hope I answered that question.
0: Absolutely. Hell yeah. All right, let's dive in. Intimacy. And like, how do you deepen that intimacy between your partner? How do you take it from... Level one, where it's just basically physical at your, at the beginning, you're just getting to know each other level two. Now you're getting comfortable with each other and now you're developing like more than just a physical connection and you're developing like shared time together. And then there's this like sort of thing that happens in a long-term relationship where the physical starts to fade away and the like, the other things that you have in common, you, you spend a lot of time together, now you're best friends. What, you, what are your thoughts about maintaining just a nice, healthy dose of intimacy and keeping that connection fiery and purposeful and just, yeah, fulfilling?
1: First, I want to say, and again, so many good questions, but first, I want to say that when you are meeting in the beginning, it's really important. And I say this to women all the time, and men, because men are very, open up to me, honestly, too, in the beginning, men are in the physical stage and women are projecting all these ideas of partnership, maybe kids, whatever it is. And so it's really important that you do the time, even a few dates and not dive into sex right away, because intimacy, because a man will be more attracted and not just the physical, not just the physical, they will see more of your mind, your story, your truth, and they will actually be more attracted to you. So the experience will be more intimate for them. And so that's what I say to everyone is to take time in the beginning, have a few dates, have deep conversations, get to know each other, be clear about what you want because then the experience will be much better and hopefully it will go to a date beyond the sex. Mm. So I think that's a really important because it is, like you said, it builds and you talk about this and most of us are really confused about we think sex is intimacy and it's not, you can be, have the most intimate moments with your partner or with someone that doesn't even, you don't even need to be in partnership that goes so far beyond sex. And I think as a culture, we are very confused about that. Sex is not intimacy. They're very different that you can have deep intimate moments in a very sexual experience as well. Once you build that foundation. So then as you, First of all, hopefully you have met someone and you're going on this journey, this hope of partnership or whatever it is, that you understand that this person wants to grow as an individual, okay? That is what I really am, make sure that my clients get clear about. If they want to grow as an individual, are they choosing a partner that also wants to grow as an individual? And then when you are moving through this process of the heightened whatever attraction, and hopefully you're building this intimacy through deep conversations. But if you know that you want to grow together, that is what creates the intimacy. Stagnancy creates death in everything. It creates, it's not good. So that, that is the point is if you're with a partner that wants to grow individually and in partnership, you develop this intimacy and trust. And I believe that is where you can go deeper into the sexual aspect of it, where you can trust each other in such a way that you can show up in your truth and your sexuality. And a lot of mm-hmm. us, that's the issue. A lot of us are so disconnected from our truth that we just lead with sex. We just have empty sex and we just have empty sex. Or some of us, we become so much deeper in our truth and intimacy that we can, our partner can really aliven and arouse that deeper part of ourselves that we've denied for a very long time. And I'm, I know it sounds really boring now, but the truth is it keeps coming back to trust.
0: Yeah, I, so- I want to, I want to just, as we're working towards wrapping up, there's something that I just thought of as we're talking a lot of times, suppose that you do find someone that you are able to open up and you're able to trust and you're just committed hundred percent, but maybe the other person, maybe you didn't get so lucky. And maybe the other person is just not on the same page and mm. they've decided that it's not quite going to work out. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? I know you've been through some tough heartbreaks. What is the process of just saying, all right, I think it's, maybe I just got to let this one go.
1: Yeah. Easier said than done because when your heart's invested in someone, it's really hard. And the truth is in all my years of dating and and coaching is that you can only only meet people where they are. You cannot force things. You cannot Mm -hmm. make someone, you cannot make someone change. And that is such a confusion for most of us that don't have a strong sense of self. We become the fixers, the pleasers. If I love him enough, I was there. I was absolutely there. If I loved him enough and yet I lost myself, it was at the expense itself. But that's often what happens. You cannot force someone to meet you where you are. You just can't. And so there's this sort of belief and trust in that, but you have to not be so attached. It's again, a bigger conversation. But if you're so attached to this person choosing you or being with you, then it's going to debilitate you. But the truth is, that is the capacity. That's their capacity to love you, to meet you. And it has nothing to do with you. And so that's what I had to realize with my ex is that was his capacity. And I don't blame him. I love him. I send him love every day. But that was his capacity. It wasn't about me. Uh But I had to get to that point. And that's really what I help a lot of my clients get to that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's something really, there's like a, the Adlerian psychology is like, you just you love whether or not they love you back. And I think that's, it's a really hard thing to do. But yeah, if, if you just, if you do truly love them, then you're okay to let them go and, and walk their own path and hope that one day they'll either realize or come to their own sort of uh, decision about it. And you'll also move on. But you know that no matter what happens, you'll be fine. Right?
1: That's right. That's right. And you send them love and wish them the best and you move on and take lessons and then hopefully find someone that can meet you where you are.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Carly, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I have a final question for you. What would your, let me rephrase that in your opinion, what (laughs) is the thing that, and it could be a story that you've done in the past that just makes the best girlfriend, like the best lover as a girl. Like what are some of the things that you've done in the past or that you've seen other people do If you can, if you would say that, if you want to be the best girlfriend, do this.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, this is another big one. And I had to learn this. The biggest thing that to be the best girlfriend is to be so in your feminine energy. And most women are very much in their masculine energy. And this means that we, we receive love, we accept love, we make our man feel like he's a man. It doesn't mean that we are less than or anything of the sort, because I'm a very strong, powerful, independent woman. And my guy loves that. But to, to really allow him to hold me in his masculine energy, that is when true intimacy happens as well. And so I know that goes a little deeper than probably what you wanted, but if I could say this to women is you will receive such love, such pleasure, such feeling of being held in safety by your man. If you just allow it, allow it, trust it. You have to trust yourself first and then yeah like i said you will receive the most amazing love that i know your heart desires because i've worked with so many women so that's what i would say
0: yes. yes fantastic all right so carly how do people stay in touch with you and follow all the cool stuff that you're that you're talking about here
1: yeah it's carly kershaw on instagram and carly kershaw on facebook and carlykershaw.com you can find me there and yeah i love connecting with people i love hearing stories and sharing stories so
0: great fantastic all right thanks for taking the time to be here
1: oh thank you noah
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the dirt on dating show we hope you enjoyed the ride stay safe talk dirty and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure